Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, nbplaceofhope.com. Now for the message by our senior pastor, Gabby Mejia. And my life is in the hand of God. I also want to talk about the God of time. Um, and the moment time began, time began when the universe began. Okay? There was no time before God created the universe. No time. Time is actually a created entity. Time is not eternal. Time is a created entity. That's why we Christians believe that life is not circular, but linear. There are religions that believe that you live and die and you come back around as a mosquito. You live and die, you come back as a monkey. Devil is a liar. <laughs> Some of y'all got monkey attributes, but. <laughs> but we believe that life is linear, which means there's a beginning and there's an end. We believe that Christian theology stems out of that, and that is supported by phrases like God said. John reveals this from Christ when Jesus says, I am the alpha, the beginning, and the omega, the end, the first and the last. So if there is a first, that means there's nothing before first. And if there's, the, if there's a last, there is nothing after last. But God, Jesus says, I am the first. I am the alpha. The alpha is the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet. The omega is the last letter in the Hebrew alphabet. What he's saying is, I am everything. It's not that he is only the alpha, and it's not that he is only the omega. Because if that's what he's saying, then God is limited in his expression. What he's saying is, from the letter A, B, C, D, E, F, G, E, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, P, Q, R, S, T, V, to Z, I am all of that. He's the alpha and omega. So... I feel like preaching today, but I'll tell you this. If, if every word in the dictionary is in between alpha and omega, between A and Z, we communicate because we use one of the letters between A and Z. God says, I am all of that. So everything you speak, I am. Everything you say, I am. 
And if I remove myself from the alphabet, you can't be nothing. So he is everything. Time now was created by God, not for God, but for you. Genesis chapter 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. When you read that text, you're thinking the sky as it pertains to heaven, and you're reading the ground as it pertains to earth. But that's not what the writer is implying. When Moses writes Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, he doesn't have the intellectual capacity to understand what a universe is. So in his finite, which means limited, in his finite mind, the biggest thing to Moses was heaven. In his finite mind, the biggest thing on the earth was the ground. So to his audience, when he says God created the heaven and the earth, he's not talking about sky as in that's it. To him, that's the greatest thing. But the definition of heaven and earth in the Greek, which is the New Testament, implies the universe. But Moses does not know what a universe is when he wrote the scripture because he had never seen it. We know there's a universe because of telescopes. We know there's galaxies because of telescopes and rockets going up to space. But the biggest thing to Moses was the sky and the earth. And he says, in the beginning, God created that. Now, what happened when God created what Moses is trying to say, the universe? What happened? When God created the universe, three things were created. Three things. When God created the universe... God created time. God created space. And God created matter. What makes the universe a universe is the unity between time, space, and matter. Can I get an amen? I'm going to take my time. Now, God created all these things, and without God's participation, none of these three things could exist. None of these things could have a meaningful existence without God, number one. But none of these three things can have a meaningful existence without each other. Time can't be time if there's no matter. Space can't be space if there's no time. In order for space to fulfill its purpose, it needs the unity of matter and time. In order for matter to take his full authority, it needs the assistance of space and time. So when God created the universe, he created time, he created space, he created matter, and they all need each other to be who God called them to be. Now, now I, I told you today 
And I told you to touch your neighbor and tell him, my life is in the hands of God. And that's important for you to know because God created this whole system that depends on each other because he was thinking of you. Now, space and matter must exist in time. And time requires space and matter. Time is only meaningful if physical entities exist and events transpire. I'm going to explain this in a minute. So when the Bible says in the beginning, that's when time began. Why? Because there was no time before in the beginning. Why? Because God is spirit. Somebody say amen. If he's spirit, then what that tells me is he doesn't have matter. He doesn't have flesh. It's not matter. If he's spirit and he is everywhere, then he doesn't need space. If he's spirit, then he's not subject to time. Yet everything, matter, space, and time, is bound to the God that is not bound to those things. And he created these three things because he was thinking of you. When did he think of you? That's the question. When did God think of you? After he made the earth? While he was making the earth? Or before he made the earth. And if, he, and if he thought of you before he made the earth. Ah. Okay, 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 okay. This microphone. Somebody made this microphone. I don't know who, but somebody made it. Shore made it. Shore made this microphone. Now. The dude who made this microphone don't know who Pastor Gabby is. He's never met me. I've never met him. But he made this microphone thinking that someone in Kissimmee, Florida, at about 12 o'clock in the afternoon, was going to need this thing called a microphone so that you all can hear the word of the Lord, at least somebody's word. Now, he made it because there was a purpose. But this microphone didn't happen when he made the microphone. This microphone always was in the guy's mind. Had he had not the capacity to think Mike, Mike would have never been. But because he thought in his brain, somebody needs to take advantage of this device called microphone. I am then going to manifest in time what I have in my head. So now, where did you come from? And where did I come from? We didn't come because there's time. No. We didn't come because there's space. 
No. We didn't come because there's matter. No. Although we need matter. Matter mom, matter dad got together. Nine months later, pop goes a weasel. Right? We need a space. Whether it's a hotel, whether it's a bed, whether it's a boat, whether it's a cruise, whether it's hanging up a tree. <laughs> and we need a time. But that's not the reason why you're here today. Those are the avenues God used to bring you here. But that's not why you're here. You're not here because mom and dad got together and you was born nine months later. No, no, no. That was the instrument God used to bring you here. But where were you was always in the mind of God. So what did God do? He made your mama fall in love with your father because he wanted you to come to the planet. In the beginning. So now, to understand this, you have to understand God. God who created time, space, and matter does not ap apply the laws of matter, time, and space. Yet he controls time, matter, and space. Because in these three elements, he has this thing called the universe. And in the universe, he has this thing called mankind. And mankind is the reason why he created the universe. Mankind is the reason why he created the galaxies. Mankind is the reason why he created time. Mankind is the reason why he created space. And mankind is the reason why he created matter. Because what he had in his head, he wanted to put it somewhere so that the creator could see the power of the creator. So the very fact that you're sitting in this chair in this auditorium on this afternoon is a sign that God's got a plan in your life and a plan for your life because if it wasn't because of that you wouldn't even be born here today to tell the world I'm alive because God got a plan for me but God who is unaware of the feeling of time God don't know what time feels like. God doesn't know what space is. And God doesn't know what matter is. So what God does is, he says, I got something here. But I, I, I got to reveal this. But what I got here, can't nobody know it but me. Because I know everything. At the same time. So, so what does God do? He says, I, I, I want to create something so that the something I create can know who I am. I, 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 I want to create something so that the something I know, the something I create can be aware of. I have something. Listen, just the fact that God thought of you before the world was created. It's worth giving God your life for the rest of your life. Do, do, you know what I, that before God formed the world, he was thinking of you. Before God formed the galaxy, he was thinking of you. Before God put the sun where he put it and the moon where it is, he did that for you. He placed it there for you. And if he placed it there for you, it's because you got a purpose with God for this place, for this hour, to the glory of the Father. That's awesome, church. So he says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take man. And I'm not going 
to make man to figure out what I want to do with man as I make him. No, it's not how God works. God says, I want to make man because I know exactly what I want man to do before I make him. So, so what does he do? What does he do? He uses three stages of your life to show you from God's eternal perspective what he has for you. Three stages. Stage number one, he uses your past. Stage number two, he uses your present. And stage number three, he uses your future. You don't know your future. You can plan all you want. You don't know your future. You don't know your present. Because you could walk out this door right now and God forbid something could happen. And you don't know. And you only know your past because when your past was your present, you didn't have control over it. You, 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 you know your past because you was able to go through stuff that those things became your past. But your past is not who you are. Your present is not who you are. And your future is not who you are. But your past, your present, and your future is what God uses so that his plan for you before there was a past, before there was a present, and before there was a future, God said, you're going to be that. But in order to be that, I need to put three things in your life. Past, present, and future. And you might cry here, but this tear has a powerful purpose when you get here. And you might not understand it, but because I don't operate through time, I can see everything at the same time. I'm going to let you cry. I'm going to let them backstab you. I'm going to let them talk about you. I'm going to let you lose your job. I'm going to let you get evicted. But I'm going to use that for what I got for you when you get over here. So he says, let me be a part of all of the stages of your life. So the God of your past wants to work in your present. The God of your present wants to strengthen you because of what you've been through in your past. As you move forward towards your future which is the place that God wants you to experience. <laughs> Listen, your future, somebody say my future, is going to eventually be my past. Your future. Oh, my God, next year. When next year comes, it's going to be right here. 20 years from now, 20 years come, it's going to go right here. So it doesn't really matter what you got back here. It doesn't even really matter what you're waiting for right here. What matters is how do I manage the past and the future with God in my present? Listen, 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 listen. Listen, this doesn't make sense. Absent from faith. That's what the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
So, so what was before creation? What was before creation? God was before creation. That's what he's called from everlasting to everlasting. God, is, can you imagine? God existed with himself, by himself, for himself, all eternity. So when time began, that was the beginning of our time, but that wasn't the beginning of God's time. God ain't got no beginning. There's no beginning in God. Now, 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 now. See, see, see. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Okay, this, suppose this is time. Y'all all are time. Right? This is time. Beginning, middle, end. Past, present, future. Time, space, matter. I go, I'm going to create the universe. Right? And God said, let there be light. And they all showed up all at once. Just because you showed up day one doesn't mean God began day one. Day one is the experience y'all all experiencing, not me. Because your day one was my day one all the time. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Your day one, whether you was born in 1971, 1969, that was your day one. Your day one is God's day one all the time. Your birth date, the day you was born, God was... No, no, no. When God sees you, he sees you day one. He sees you day 7,245. He sees you 8,267 he, because when he sees you, he sees all of you at the same time. God don't see you old. God don't see you young. God don't see you middle. God sees you old, young, middle, black, ugly, fat. He sees you all at once. Because, 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 because God doesn't operate through time. You See people, oh my God, you changed 10 years ago. Oh my God, look at you. Now you're blind. Yeah. No, no. God saw you blonde, red-headed, brunette. He saw it all when he you came. He saw it all. Matter of fact, matter of fact, God invented, God invented, God invented, God invented. Can I, can I preach? God invented hair dye just so you could be blonde today, brunette 10 years from now. So when you say, I want to go blonde, you came up with that today. But God knew that a thousand years ago. So he touched somebody's brain to learn how to make hair dye so that when you thought, I want to dye my hair, it's because God said. So God says, God says, God says. He says, here's what I'm going to do. Because when God sees you, he sees you yesterday, today, and tomorrow at one shot. Because 
He doesn't operate on that level, which is time. He operates on this level from eternity because in eternity, there's no time. In eternity, there's no space. In eternity, there's no matter. So when he sees you, he sees all of you. When he sees you, he sees all of your pain, all of your victories, all of your tears, all of your joy. When he sees you, he's not, oh, my God, I wonder what's going to happen tomorrow. God knows exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. That's why in this thing called life, you you can't live life outside of God because when you invite God in your presence, God's got the power to take you in your present and visit your past and heal you from your past so that your present can get ready for what God has for you in your tomorrow. Listen to me. Listen to me. God thought of you, which is why the world began. So what was there before creation? Look what the Bible says in Psalms chapter 90, verse 2. Before the mountains were born, were brought forth, or ever you have formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to ever. What kind of of distance is that? From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Psalms 139, 16 says, Your eyes saw my unformed substance. That means that before before you was a fetus in your mother's womb, God's eyes saw your unformed substance. It says, in your book were written. What book does God have? He says, before you were born, he saw you in a book. Oh, God. The reason why you're here is because they wrote of you in a book. The reason why, okay, 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 okay. okay. Oh, 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 oh. oh, God, I feel like preaching, but we got to go over this. The, the reason why you're here is because somebody wrote of you in a book. Okay, 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 okay. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was in my old church, my pastor that came last week, I, I was once in a construction committee in my old church in the Bronx in 1990. Seven, boy. They may be part of the construction committee of a church we were trying to build, right? I was the chairman of the construction committee. As a chairman, I had to spearhead meetings. And part of my job description in this committee or this chairman position committee was to talk about how we wanted the construction to look like, right? And then the funny thing is that when I moved to Florida... I was part of Iglesia El Calvario, and at Iglesia El Calvario, uh, 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 we was in the middle of a construction when I come to the church, and Pastor Nino asked me to become the leader slash secretary slash do whatever he wants me to do in the construction committee. I just got hot. So, 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 so I'm in this meeting, I'm in this meeting in a trailer, and the trailer is in a parking lot of 10 acres, and in those 10 acres, all you saw was grass. There was only grass. There was nothing there except grass. It was grass. I'm talking about grass. It was just grass. 10 acres of grass. But in the grass, there was a trailer. And in the trailer, there was an office. And in that office, I was there, Pastor Nino was there, Ricky Elias was there, among others. 
in the trailer, we had several meetings on how we wanted the construction or the church to be. Now, now bear in mind, we was in a trailer, and the trailer was in the lot, and the lot was on top of grass. All you had was grass. Now, 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 we was there, and we couldn't see the church. Why? Because it wasn't physically there. But while we were at the meeting, we decided how many pews do we want to put on the chair? In that meeting, we decided what color we want the pews to look like. In that meeting, we decided what color the rug was going to be. Now, now, if, you, if I opened the door of the trailer, all I was going to see was... Uh-huh. But in the meeting, we talked about we wanted beige rugs. In the meeting, we talked about we wanted green benches. In the meeting, we talked about a church that can sit 3,000 people. Now, none of that happened because when I opened the door and looked out, all I saw was... But because we were planning inside, we had somebody taking notes on a book of what color the rug was going to be, what color the chair was going to be. So the question is, the question is, when did the building get built? Did it get built when they started building it? No. It got built in the meeting when we picked the color, when we picked the bricks, when we picked the chairs, when we picked the speakers. So now when the building is built, it's only built because after it being in my mind, it came to happen. I'm come to tell you, you was in the mind of God before there was a world, before there was a planet, before there was a cosmos. You was in the mind of God. And the reason why you're here and you was not aborted and you was not destroyed is because God said, my purpose will stand. Touch it every time. I'm in the mind of God. I'm in the mind of God. I am in the mind of God. That's why the devil hits me and he can't kill me. That's why I go through hell and I don't give up. Because when I think like falling, the mind of God reminds me of my purpose. Listen to me. He says, You was in my book before you were created. I wrote of you before you was even formed. So you're not the result of a lack of a condom. You're not the result of a rape. You're not the result of a one night stand. I just used that because I had you in my mind. Because I don't really care how you're born. I, all I care is that you make it. <laughs> It doesn't matter if you come with a silver spoon in your mouth. It doesn't matter if you live in a crack house. It doesn't matter if you live in a ghetto. I can take a ghetto and make a man of God out of you. I can take a junkie and make a man of God out of you. Because I'm not intimidated how you made it to the world. Because Jesus Christ was born in a manger, surrounded by animals. And he's the King of kings, Lord of lords, seated at the right hand of the Father. Listen to me. So God thought of you. And then in turn, he thought of the world. The question is, when did God begin thinking of you? If God knows everything, always at the same time. Listen, if, if, if there's never a moment in God when God says, oh, wow, I just thought of something. Because every thought of God is a part of God as far back as God is. 
So God doesn't think new things because he's every thought at the same time. So the question is, why did God take long to manifest in time what he had in his head? Why? That's a good question. Why? Why didn't God, listen, why didn't God, you know, Adam and Eve ate the tree, ah, the Jake, right? The Jake. Oh, translation, they messed up. <laughs> if you're a real new birth members, you know what Jake is. If you don't, if you don't know what Jake is, you got to take membership classes. Think about the God you serve. Think about, we're, we're leaving, we're leaving. Think about the God you serve. Adam and Eve ate from the tree, right? Ate from the tree. Right? And God said, bro, don't eat from the tree because the day you eat it, you're going to die. Adam and Eve ate from the tree. And it wasn't until 4,000 years later that Jesus dies for man to forgive him from Adam's sin. Right? Why did it take God 4,000 years? God could have done it right there. Jesus, come down real quick. Pam, salvation come. Adam and Eve chilling. Go. Why did it take 4,000 years? Here's why. I will leave with this. I'll finish it next week. Well, not me, but here's why. Because of how the penalty needed to be paid is the reason why God didn't die for man in the garden. Man would not have understood the concept of redemption. The book of Romans says, the book of Romans says, when the fullness of time came, in other words, when the right timing came, when the fullness of time came, God sent his son to die. Why did God die? 2,000 plus years ago and not four, 5,000 plus years ago. Why? Here's why. Because of what God was going to do. If Jesus would have died on a cross in the garden, they would never understand the power of redemption. What does redemption mean? To purchase. You redeem something, right? To pay for something. Jesus comes during the time where the Roman Empire is in full throttle. He came during the time of government. He came in a time of systems. Because of the reason why Jesus came. Who was Rome in the times of Jesus? Rome was known, listen to me, I'm going to, you know, Rome was the greatest, the greatest, the greatest empire that has ever ruled, besides now U.S. and bombs and all that stuff. What was the greatness of Rome? Rome would fight, conquer land, 
And unlike the Babylonians and the Persians, Babylonians and Persians, they'll fight, they'll conquer, they'll rape the girls, they kill the men, and they keep on moving, spreading, and killing everybody. Romans don't do that. Romans didn't do that. Here's what Romans did. Romans will conquer a land, and they will conquer it. And after they conquer it, they will colonize it. What does colonize mean? Turn that place they conquered to look like Rome. And then they will put what they call tetrarch, which is like a governor or mayor. And they'll take a tetrarch from Rome, put him in the area that they govern, and his job was to make sure that that city they govern looks exactly like Rome. That's colonization. Jesus couldn't come in the Persian Empire because they wouldn't understand. Now, why did Jesus wait till Roman Empire? Because Jesus has a kingdom in heaven that he wanted to bring on the earth. If he'd have came in the, in the Persian Empire, they wouldn't understand what colonization was. So Jesus comes from heaven. And he starts talking about my kingdom is not of this world. They understood that verbiage because they were living in a colonization time. And then the crucifixion by death. That's a Roman way of executing people. In Genesis chapter 1, there were no Romans. They wouldn't understand what a crucifixion meant. So God says, y'all sin, I got you. I'm going to wait 4,000 years. To everybody lives in an era where they can understand. Because the only way I could forgive y'all is if one of us got to pay the price the way I want it. And Persians don't know the concept. Uh, Middle Persians don't know the concept. The only ones that can know the system is the Romans. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till Rome is all in control. And right when they're in control, I'm going to send my son. He's going to establish his kingdom. And after he's established his kingdom, I'm going to let him die on the cross. Because when he dies on the cross, the whole world in that time is going to know the power of a crucifixion. So you ask yourself, God. Why did you allow me to go through that stuff? Why did you allow me to get raped? And now I don't even know who I am, what I am, where I am. Why did you allow me to be exposed to these things? It must be because you don't love me, God. It must be because you just don't think of me. Oh, sweetheart. You have no idea how much God thinks of you. Jesus was crazy. Knowing that you was going to be, sorry to use an example, but knowing that you was, God forbid, that you was going to be violated, he let it happen. That's, that speaks so much of you to God. N knowing, knowing you was going to be raped, abused, rejected, and he still says, let it happen. It doesn't speak about the devil's power. It speaks about the power of God in you. That you can overcome that. And be able to stand here in your presence and testify. Yeah, I've been raped. Yeah, I was talked about. Yeah, I was rejected. Yeah. But somewhere between my past and my future, I gave God my present. See, when, when you give God your present... This is the only thing that stays the same forever. Because your past is your past. Your future will eventually be your past. Your present 
is always your present. Always. Your present is, oh, okay. Carl, take me a picture. When I, when I, when I, when I, when I, when I, when I count to five, when I count to five, you're going to, you're going to click it, okay? When I count to five. When is he going to take the picture when I count to what? Five hasn't come yet, right? Five is my future, right? So I'm telling him, you're going to take a picture of me in the future, in five seconds from now, not right now. And in five seconds, you're going to take me a picture. So, at the count of three, we all want to count to five, right? And the future is going to come to the present. Ready? One, two, three. You got it? You got it? How do you know you got it? No, no, but how do you know you got it in your phone? Ah, okay, okay, okay. What was a future, now is my past. This moment is not coming back again. It's gone. So now all he has is a memory of what was a future, became my present, and is no longer my present. Now is my past. Your hands, your life is in the hands of God. Now, 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 now. You have a present, you have a past, and you have a future. But your past and your present and your future is in the hands of a God who is not subject to your present, to your past, and to your future. So in your past, he said, I got you, baby. In your future, I got you. In your present, I got So I don't know why you're living another day without the God of today when he wants to give you the blessing for the rest of your life. We hope this message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about New Birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.